Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special Q&A episode of the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. I'm Ben Pekulski. Um, I live my life with the aspiration of fulfilling my soul's purpose. I spent a lot of years as a professional bodybuilder um, chasing something outside of myself, chasing external gratification, uh, ultimately what evolved into escapism. I was trying to escape my fear. I was trying to escape my inadequacy. I was trying to escape my emotions. And a lot of pain was felt. I developed a lot of great virtues, I think. I developed a lot of great character. I developed a lot of discipline. Um, but if someone had said to me in the beginning, hey, if you just simply flip your frame of consciousness, you simply frame your thoughts a little bit differently, I believe everything could have gone incredibly differently for me. And I think I still could have accomplished incredible things in muscle building, but maybe taken on a more virtuous approach rather than a vice-driven approach. And I've talked about this a little bit in the podcast in the past and certainly in other podcasts, but this new mission that I'm taking on within muscle building is to empower the entire fitness industry with the concept of building virtue into your life, building virtue into your workouts, taking on a framing of empowerment rather than victimhood. I want to give a special shout out to our show sponsor, Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com for hooking us up with the best quality blue blockers. I'm wearing these spiffy pair right now. I believe these are called the Smith. Um, I like these. I always wear them when I'm sitting at my computer, particularly I wear these clear ones because if you ever watch me when I don't wear them, I sit here and I blink incessantly because the blue lights are so strong from the computer that my eyes become weak and when I do wear the blue blocks my eyes are completely fine and strong I don't want to strain my eyes my eyes matter use the code muscle to get 15% off and they ship around the world um, free of charge every single thing you do in life allows you to take a polarized view you can either step into your empowerment or you can be victimized by the event that's literally everything I had a client message me yesterday saying she's having a really hard time she's feeling depressed and so my response and again um, we have a very good relationship we have a very good dynamic and it was like okay what about this challenging situation is a good thing how can we turn this challenging situation into an opportunity for growth and that's literally every single thing in your life as i evolved as a bodybuilder there's a lot of times where i felt sorry for myself i didn't want to train i didn't want to do what i had to do i didn't want to follow through on, on all these um, commitments i had made for myself and if someone had said to you to me hey maybe you should just view these obstacles as opportunities maybe every single workout you do is an opportunity to step into your fear to step into your discomfort and smile knowing every minute is an opportunity to become a better version of yourself rather than becoming a victim to the workout but say uh i have to train uh i have to finish this I, you know rather than just flipping that perspective to i get to rather than i have to is such an empowering place to come at the world. And this can exist in every single thing you do. And I hope we can empower the entire world with this mindset. I know it's gonna be challenging. And I had somebody recently go through my mentorship content from the mentorship round one. And he said, you know, I asked him, okay, if there's two things you took away from this podcast, from this mentorship content, you know, he went through the entire 14 weeks of mentorship content. So if there's anything you took away from it, what is it? And he said, well, I think skill acquisition is the most important thing that people are missing. I said, that's one. What's the other one? He said, I'm not really sure. I said, well, I think it's the opportunity that exists in exercise and in everything you do to develop virtue, to become a purpose-driven human, to be a person of character, a per person of, of uh, growth, gr growth mindset, right? So in every obstacle exists your opportunity for growth. So I'd like to talk a little bit more about that today. 
Um, and we have some questions coming in from mentorship group, from uh, social media. You guys have noticed I haven't been super active on social media yet, and that's all by design. And I hope if you want to hear more from me, you're going to come and listen on the podcast because uh, my intention going forward is to not be hugely present on social media because, to be honest, the privacy measures of Twitter and Instagram and Facebook are um, beyond my level of comfort. So I don't want to have that on my phone. And if someone is running my social, it's probably going to be someone other than myself. I will be doing consistent videos. So I feel good about recording videos and sending it to them. I feel good about recording podcasts and sending it to them. I don't feel good about having my private info just disseminate all over the internet and have my, my life being manipulated by people outside of myself. So uh, I hope if you want to join me in 2021, you will join me on the podcast as I do more uh, conversations on the podcast as I continue to um, bring on amazing guests and I will do, be sharing uh, everything that I'm doing in 2021, including uh, updating on some current things I'm doing and what I'm studying, what I'm reading, what courses I'm taking, what courses I'm building, which is another interesting thing we can talk about. Uh, but lots of amazing, amazing things coming in 2021 as I really step into my empowerment. And I could tell you about how all that came in 2020 and how there was a huge, I feel like there was a huge shift in who I am and what I'm going to be doing. And the clarity that came from 2020 was exceptional and it continues to come every single day. So um, clarity, let's start there. Because I think everyone aspires for clarity. Everyone aspires to have some semblance of a path. I actually was you know, so one thing I'm doing is I'm, I'm creating an online personal training certification, um, multiple tiers. So it'll be obviously starting at the lowest level of like what a personal trainer needs. And my intention is to make this the best personal training certification that exists on the planet. And I've got some exceptional human beings who are already uh, agreed to contribute. It's going to be fantastic. And I was saying, I wrote to myself yesterday, I was, I was staying up late last night writing notes on how I can make this thing exceptional. And I, and I wrote, what do people really want? And purpose, it comes comes up a lot, doesn't it? People want to know, like, why am I here? What's my purpose? I think purpose um, leads to joy, right? If we have purpose and we're living in alignment with our purpose, we, we feel a sense of joy and fulfillment. And that was one of the things, I think I've got about 12 or maybe 14 on the list. Um, and, and purpose is one. So what is purpose? Purpose is, in my eyes, and this is just my definition is living in alignment with your soul, right? Your soul has something that it desires. And that sounds esoteric and obscure, but um, there's something that aligns with who you are at your soul. And what does that mean? When you were born, somebody gave you a name. Somebody gave you a place to belong in this world. Someone gave you a uh, personality, didn't they? They gave you, a, you, you were born with a personality, but a lot of the things that you evolved to become were a response to your environmental circumstances, to the people around, to receiving acceptance and love from your parents, from your family, from your friends. And um, that ultimately started to cloud who you were. It started to cloud your ultimate soul's desire. And, you know, you probably acted in ways that didn't feel great to you because you had to be accepted into the community. Obviously, no human wants to be ostracized from the community. They want to be accepted and loved. So you started over years and years and years to move further away from your soul's purpose. And um, sometimes getting back to that is going to be painful because you're going to start to have to walk away from some of the things in life that you believe to be true. Some of the people that are in your life who maybe don't accept you for who you are. I was speaking to somebody yesterday and saying, you know, I'm having a really hard time 
um, being me. I'm having a really hard time um, being myself. I really want to leave. What they said was, I want to leave where I am because I want to go somewhere else to become who I am. And my suggestion was not to leave. My suggestion is stay exactly where you are because what will happen is if you go somewhere else, you're going to attract people who are still a reflection of who you are now. If you want to change and step into who you are, you have to be willing to do it exactly where you are and face the reality that there's a lot of people around you who aren't going to love these changes. They aren't going to love the fact that you're growing, that you're changing, that you're changing who they thought you were. But really, you're just stepping into who you truly are. And that's an important thing to acknowledge is being who you truly are at your, at your soul means honesty with yourself. It means acceptance of who you are and what you feel and what you love and what you don't. And that may mean losing a lot of people. And that may mean changing professions. That may mean doing some things differently. And one of the ways that I found is useful to um, start to acknowledge those things that maybe aren't in alignment with your soul's purpose is with the word should. I should work out. I should read books. I should, 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 all these things tells me that very likely that's not something I want to do. There's a difference between I have to, I should, and I get to, and I want to, right? And if I want to do something, that probably tells me that's in my soul's alignment. That aligns with what I want to do. If I should do something, maybe I should start asking, why should I do this? Is it because someone else told me I should? Why the hell would I? I'm not in alignment with my soul. If I want to do something and I get to do the things every single day that I truly want to do, I'm going to wake up every day inspired. I'm going to wake up every day with joy in my heart and love in my heart and feel inspired. Yes, there's going to be some resentment from other people. Yes, there's going to be some pushback. I'm going to wake up every day inspired. I think if everybody looks around at the people who inspire you most in life, what you'll find is those are the people living in alignment with their soul. They're living in alignment with what they love. They're so inspired every day. They're so happy and so full of joy. They'll be like, man, what's that person's secret sauce? I want that. Give me some of that. And that's what it is. It's waking up every day and going, man, nobody's telling me what to do. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm fulfilling my soul's purpose. And this is awesome, right? This is the most amazing day of my life. And every day can and should be that, that, that way. Why do I wake up at 3.45 in the morning inspired to work and write and meditate? Because it's like, man, I, sleeping is awesome and I love it. I feel great. But I also have so many things I want to get done in a day that inspire me that it, it's fun to get up at that time. People, you're out of your mind. Yes, maybe I am, but I'm inspired. And every day I wake up energized. And when I'm doing something that's out of alignment with my soul's purpose, I'm like, man, I really don't want to get up today. I'm like, this kind of sucks. I, I don't want to do this. It's a, it's a struggle to get up rather than a joy. And this has been something that I've really been blessed to step into just maybe in the, I mean, it's been an evolution for sure, but in the last six months of 2020, I've really been going through this transition of, of really trying to do what I love. And the word trying is not a great word, but uh, of being aware of only doing the things that I love and if something I don't love, I just don't do it. And my team gets pissed off at me sometimes um, because I'm just like, man, I just don't want to do that. I mean, I'm going to have to start delegating the things that aren't most inspirational to me. And to be honest, this a lot of this came from my connection with Dr. Demartini. Um, you know, he's obviously an exceptional guest on the podcast a number of times, and I got to spend some time with him in person, and that was an exceptional experience. Um, just getting clarity on what is the what inspires you most. What in his his phrase, I think he said this in the podcast. What do you do spontaneously? that nobody has to remind you to do. That just makes you feel really great. 
I was like, okay, that's a good question. So, you know, all these things that I should do to keep up with people's expectations of me or my family's expectations of me get wiped away. And I go, what do I actually want to do? What am I inspired to do? My answer is learning. My answer is teaching. My answer is mentoring. It's leading. I love being around people. Um, if we're related in, in parallel values, and I think values is very important. Doing Dr. Martini's value determinants is very important to go, okay, what do I value? What do I value? What are my highest values? And am I living in alignment with those? Do my actions match my values? And I think all of this is an incredibly important awareness to have uh, if you really want to step into your greatness. So a few action items, a few takeaways before we kind of move on from this uh, topic is start looking for the words that you use. Start looking for your um, unconscious expression of your who you are. So the word should, the word can't, the word have to or phrase have to, all those things are very good expressions that will be indicative of what you're doing that maybe you don't want to do. And then start looking at things that, that come out as I really want to do this. And I want to acknowledge that not everyone feels like they deserve to live a happy life. And that's a hugely challenging place to come with the world, but you do, you know, you're a human and we all have quirks. We all have humanness. And what is humanness? Humanness is emotions. It's a wide range of, of emotional expression that is just imperfect in so many ways, right? There's things about us that are imperfect. Every one of us is imperfect. And learning to embrace and love every part of you. And here's a good story, actually. I've got a picture right over here over my left shoulder that um, I hid in a in, in a drawer for a while. It was a it was a beautiful picture of my son. It was me, and uh, my son looks amazingly beautiful as he always does. And I didn't like the way I looked. And this was from during, deep in my bodybuilding career. And my head looked like the size of a potato, and I was probably 320 pounds. And my son was I don't know maybe 18 months, maybe less than 18 months. He was the most beautiful angelic creature I've ever seen, yet I hid the picture because I didn't love the way I looked. And recently, I'm taking all those things out, including my childhood, including my bodybuilding years, and going, man, this is part of my journey. This made me who I am right now. I want to love every piece of me, including the things that I, I categorized as bad from childhood, including things that I didn't love about myself when I was bodybuilding, including things I don't love about myself now, I'm learning to accept those things as who I am and looking at myself every day and saying, I love you. Thank you. Thank you for showing up for me. Thank you for, for honoring this human experience. Thank you for allowing me to live this human adventure that we're all so incredibly blessed to live. And um, that, I guess, sums up where I am right now in my consciousness and hopefully imparting this belief. I feel like I have clarity on what my soul wants and what my soul is moving to. It's never perfect, but I feel I'm now able to tap into my unconscious and say, you know, how does this feel? And I can literally, I've been, I've been working on um, designing a future in my mind. And I'll say, okay, this is what it looks like over the next 12, 24, and 36 months. How does that feel? And, and, and like, which of these paths feels more like it's in alignment with my soul? So I've been given a number of opportunities right now. I'm like, okay, which one feels like it's going to fulfill me the most. It's going to be most in alignment with my soul's purpose. And I can literally just feel and I go, okay, this one feels really, really good. That one does feel that feels a little bit shady. So I'm not gonna do that one. 
okay, so I'm really asking my soul, and it's, it's really weird and obscure. I remember the first time I asked Paul, or I had a meal with Paul Check. Paul Check asked his soul if this food was what it wanted. He, he had a meal in front of him and says, you know, ask this, I asked my soul if this is what it wanted. It's like, that's really obscure. I'm like, I don't get this. You're weird, Paul. But now I get it. It's like you're, you're so tapped into what you feel like oh this feels good or no this doesn't feel good at all and it's just a feeling right it's not a thought it's not intellectualizing like this is good for my body and this is uh, micronutrients and this is this he's like no man i just like is my asking my soul does this feel good and there's something on this plate that i shouldn't be consuming and if it feels really good you eat it and if it doesn't you don't and that feels like the same as my future right now is i'm stepping into all these incredible opportunities that are literally hopefully world changing paradigm changing opportunities and I'm asking myself, great, this could be really lucrative. This could be really growth-centered. But which one actually feels right? Because I know if it feels right, I'm going to wake up every day inspired to do it. I don't have to be asked to do it. I'm just going to wake up inspired. And if I don't, if I'm not inspired to do it, if it doesn't feel good, I'm, I'm going to procrastinate it, right? And we all procrastinate things that we don't want to do. And if I find myself procrastinating, I ask myself, well, what is it about this thing that I don't want to do? <laughs> uh, there's something here that's blocking me. So that, and then I'll ask somebody, hey, could you assist me with this to maybe make it easier and do the things that I don't want to do? And finding someone who loves to do those things to live in their highest and best and have them be inspired to do what they're doing. And there's a beautiful synergy when you find people inspired to do what they want to do and you're doing only what inspires you most. And again, is it challenging? Of course it's going to be challenging, but does it need to be, right? Because every time you're inspired, you know, I, after I made this quote last week, I forget who I was talking to, I've never worked a day in my entire life. I feel like a child because I wake up every day inspired to do what I do. And, uh, you know, I said this, I think maybe it was the mentorship group. I spoke about this last week. I could work 80 hours a week easily um, and not feel like I'm working ever because it's just this constant in inspired living. I get to meet amazing people. I get to work with great people. I get to lead people, help them overcome their problems with our coaching pr uh, platform that we're creating. Uh, it's just an awesome life. And again, I don't mean to boast, but this is kind of where I am. Anyways, I've been rambling about this. I'd like to get on something, something a little more tactical. Uh, and give you guys a little bit of more value. All right, so coming back to this client I was referencing in living in her her mind, ultimately. She was living in, in what we'll call a depressed moment. And sometimes depressing moments can spiral into feeling depressed, can't they? And, and people then are obviously existing in their mind. You're existing in your head. You're existing likely in the past, dwelling on something that you've, you've maybe not been happy with the end result. Are you stressing about the future and you're worried about something that's outside of your control? And both of those can be these negative spirals of just allowing your brain to, to uh, anchor deeper and deeper and deeper this default mode of thinking that becomes just ingrained as who you are. The default mode network is something that's very real and everyone has the ability to ultimately change it, right? Ultimately, we can override our default mode of thinking. Now, I want to acknowledge that I don't in any way try to... Um, discredit or downplay depression because depression is a real thing and I don't suffer from it. Uh, so I can't ultimately write, but all of us go through periods of feeling down, feeling periods of feeling depressed. So this is not what we call clinical depression. This is like the negative spiraling loop of negative thoughts. So um, again, I, I don't know what people suffer from and I don't want to speak in any way to downplay this, but uh, if 
we all have it. We all get thoughts that are that just spiral out of control, myself included. And I've been there recently, right? It happens. And so what you acknowledge is then you're living in your mind and your mind is this, this continuous spiraling loop. So there's a number of ways that you can start to attempt to break that uh, spiral, that negative spiral. Um, so there's a lot of different thoughts or schools of thought here, but ultimately the first thing you, you must do is get out of your head and get into your body and get into your senses. And this is what meditation ultimately is, right? Meditation is this attempt to um, pay attention to what's happening in the present moment. And that can only exist in your body, right? Your mind can certainly, you can certainly have a conscious thought in the present moment, but we can think about our breath. We can think about the, the feeling of our seat against, or our butt against the seat. We can feel about, we can pay attention to the hearing, the things that we hear, the things that we see really, really acutely. And that immediately takes our t attention out of our mind and into our sensory system. So let's get a lot of that, that thinking to typically slow down. Now, what typically happens is you go right back, right? And that's very, very common. But you can start to break the spiral. And, and I call it creating a gap, right? You're living in the gap. So rather than living in the thought, you start to live in those micro seconds or those micro instances between thoughts. And eventually, if you do that often enough, you live in the gap. You are able to live in the moment, which is ultimately this living in your senses. So there's a number of ways you can kind of, you know, what we'll call putting the thin end of the wedge in the door to break that spiraling negative thought. My most um, suggested habit is a meditative walk. Movement is a key to changing a state, right? You need to, to change your psychology. You want to change your physiology. So some type of movement, and that could be a postural change, that could be a breath change, that could be a walking change. All of these things are, are, are training. All these things can be your anchor to change your psychological state. And we all need daily anchors that bring us joy, fulfillment, and embodiment, right? Embodiment simply being, I want to get inside my body, which is literally what I teach in exercises. Like it's not a psychological thing. It's not a, a, a very logical thing even. It's like, Feel what's there. Feel your body. Connect with what's happening inside of your body. Your body will tell you exactly what you need. Um, but so for anyone out there who's, who's going through any depressive thoughts, my suggestion is spend micro instances throughout the day. And it's like punctuating your day with be getting present in your body. And that could be one breath. That could be uh, one thing I'm grateful for. That could be listening to the birds. That could be looking at the sun. That could be paying attention to the sunset getting yourself out of your head and starting to break that default mode of thinking. As soon as you feel that spiral coming in, you break it and you go, okay, if I have time to exercise, I'm going to go, I'm going to break and do five minutes of walking, do five minutes of push-ups, you know, five minutes of downward dog and breath. You know, that's something I do all the time. If I can't do that, maybe I'm at work. Okay. Well now I'm going to just like, I'm going to unplug from my stressful thing. I'm going to unplug from my phone and I'm just going to sit and my eyes closed and I'm going to feel, I'm going to listen. The worst thing you can do is pick up your phone. Why? Because it's focusing your visual field onto something that's narrow, which takes you deeper and deeper and deeper into that sympathetic arousal. So we look at the nervous system. We say, what's happening when I'm in this depressed state? I'm living in my, my spiral in the, the amygdala, right? It's an amygdala-based response. The sympathetic nervous system becomes high, uh, highly tuned. It becomes more tense. Our breathing tends to become more shallow. Our muscles tend to become more, more tense. So we want to relax our muscles. We want to dilate our vision, make it a more wide gaze. So peripheral uh, field of vision. 
and ultimately just slow down the exhalation of our breath. That's the physiological anchoring to change our psychological default mode of thinking. And so that would be the typical approach I'll take with myself, or with clients, or really with anybody. And you know, I'll tell you, I use this all the time with my children. Um, when they're very young, and I still do this often, we would sit down together in the morning as soon as they wake up and I would sit them in my lap and their back would be against my, my stomach and we would breathe, we would breathe together. And it's just, so I'm holding their hands in mine and uh, I'm guiding their consciousness with some really, really slight cues, right? Really subtle cues. It's like, you know, feel the way my breath feels into your back and, and eventually they will mirror that. And it's okay, let's, let's try to not move for five seconds. We're gonna relax our body and say, relax your feet, relax your hands, relax your face, um, and just breathe through your nose. And now we're gonna try to extend our breath a little bit longer. And so we're giving them tools outside of the time when they need it, right? So if you ask a child to breathe when they're in full-blown panic or when they're in full-blown uh, attack or whatever it happens to be, when they're in anger and they're in an emotional state, uh, well, it's not gonna work. And that's the same with us, right? You have to develop these skills outside of the stressful event, outside of the overwhelm, and then anchor them during the event. So if I become really good at just five breaths or 10 breaths, whatever it is, and I know when, when I become stressed or, or depressed or whatever it happens to be, that I can just ac access that at any time. I've got the tool in my tool belt to bring me out of it, right? Or even if it's like a little bit of movement, these things are super valuable tools to start changing your physiological state. And, and the key point that I'm making here, you cannot do that when you're in a state of overwhelm or stress or depression. You can't learn the skill at that point. You have to have the skill in your tool belt. So wake up every day, guys, and before your feet, your feet hit the ground, five breaths. If you're not willing to meditate for 10 minutes every day, which I hope each and every one of you are, 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night before bed, minimum. And if you're not, do five breaths before your feet, feet hit the ground. You could even do it while you brush your teeth. Close your eyes and just feel your diaphragm moving. Gain control over the biomechanics of breathing. It's into your diaphragm. It's a deep, slow, methodical breath. In slowly through your nose, out extended through your nose. That Just learning that skill where you can anchor that in a place of when you're, because ultimately when you're stressed, you're unconscious, right? Usually it's the spiral of unconscious thinking. We want to become conscious of it, break the habit, and then move on. So a little extension on that thought before we move along is if we're looking to live our most inspired life, it's important that we acknowledge that the values that we think we embody are actually the ones that we embody, meaning we're not living in someone else's value system. So we grow up and typically we subordinate our own values to somebody else's. We may that be our parents, whether it be our teachers, whether it be our colleagues, whether it be our employers, whatever it happens to be. And, and we embody their value system. And so that we're trying to live up to their expectations and their values. And oftentimes it doesn't feel fulfilling to us. So sometimes when we start to explore our own values, we could express like, hey, you know, I really value this. It may not actually be what you value. It may just be what you think you value. So Dr. Martini suggests um, what is showing evidence of coming true. So if you're something you think you value, like where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your money? What, do you, what are your conscious spontaneous thoughts that ultimately are most uh, inspirational to you? And that typically starts to represent your value system. So even though you want something to be your value, it may not be your value. Even though you think something is your value, it may not be your value. So I suggest everyone spend a little bit of time exploring what you think your values are. And then where you actually show evidence of coming true, meaning, 
Where do I spend most of my money? Where do I spend most of my time? What do I spontaneously do that nobody has to remind me to do? I pick up books. I mean, if you see my shelf over my left shoulder, it's comical, right? Like I have hundreds on hundreds of books and many of which I haven't read, but I pick them up at the moment. I'm like, I'm inspired to read it. And there's certain genres that I always find myself coming back to, like certain things that I always pick up on business is one of them. Um, self-development, leadership, Buddhism, all these things are very recent or I mean, maybe not recent, but things that I've always wanted to, to read, spirituality. Um, and I just spontaneously do those. Nobody has to remind me to do it. If I have five minutes of spare time, I'm going to read a book. Hey, everybody, it's Ben. I want to interrupt you for a moment to tell you a little story and tell you about a book that I'm reading. So way back in 2007 is really when I started my personal transformation journey. I was an aspiring bodybuilder going through a lot of psychological challenges, we'll say. And um, reading wasn't something that I had started doing at that point. I did it all through college. And it wasn't something that I had made a daily habit. And one of my greatest friends, in fact, actually a coach at the time, introduced me to a resource. I'm going to tell you about this resource. Um, but first, I want to tell you about a book that I'm reading called The Tools. Uh, it's certainly one of the books that I most highly suggest to most people I meet. But here's how I came across The Tools. Rather than reading the entire book, because you hear about a book and you're like, well, I'm not sure if this is exactly what I want to read. I'm not sure if it resonates with me. Um, how can I learn more? And one of the greatest resources I think right now that exists on the internet is this website called Optimize Me, Optimize.me. And you guys may have heard my podcast with Brian Johnson. He's the creator and founder of Optimize.me. Way back in 2007, it was called Philosopher's Notes. And Brian was an aspiring philosopher. And what he would do is he would read about a book a week and he would summarize the book and give you the five big ideas. And I've literally been watching these Philosopher's Notes on YouTube since way back in 2007. And it was just a life-changing thing for me to be able to, one, get all of the big ideas from a book and learn in 10 minutes, which is the length of the videos. And then once I signed up for, at the time, what was Philosopher's Notes, which is now Optimize.me, I started getting all of these books. Brian's got over 600 of the best books of all time. He's also recently added something called Plus One and something called Mastery, which is going deep on a very particular topic. And it's literally one of the most uh, incredible resources I've ever come across for learning how to accelerate your personal journey, your personal growth. Um, so sometimes we don't have time in a day to read a book, right? We don't have time to sit down and spend an hour reading a book. A typical book takes between eight and 12 hours of total time if you're reading consistently to read. Now, so on average to read that, most people are gonna take weeks and sometimes months, especially because sitting down for 30 to 60 minutes of time, it's not always reasonable. And a lot of, sort of people hack that with audiobooks, and that's wonderful. Um, but one of my favorite things to do to test out if these books are really good, because like you, I've got a list a mile long of the books I should read, and I don't know where to start. So my resource and my go-to is optimize.me. Uh, Brian and his team are hooking us up with an incredible discount, even though it's already ridiculously cheap. For $9 a month, $9.97 a month, you get to access all of this information and they're hooking us up with 10% off if you guys sign up for a lifetime membership, which is incredibly, incredibly valuable to begin with. One other thing I'll mention is there's also a coaching program that Brian offers and I've actually joined the coaching program and it's a 300 day coaching program. I'm actually going to be featured as one of the luminaries, but I've literally paid to become part of the program myself. I've become part of a team and each day we go through new daily tasks and each week we have new lessons 
And it's been an incredibly valuable tool that myself and many of my coaches have signed up for on our own free will because we see the wisdom and the brilliance in Brian and his team and his mission, his message that is continuously evolving and getting more and more clear. And I'm a part of a team now with over a thousand coaches in this Optimize Coach program. And I would love for you all to check it out. Brian is hooking us up with a code. So if you go to optimize.me slash muscle, you can get hooked up with 10% off the ability to try it out. Uh, I know you're going to love it. I know you're going to use it. It's so easy. I've actually made a commitment to doing two a week, two books a week. And, and literally, so it's a 10-minute video or, or MP3, a six-page PDF, or you can obviously um, just go through and kind of search which ones you want. So uh, it's an incredible, valuable resource. And I hope you guys will all take advantage of this incredible limited time opportunity to jump in there and join me and thousands and thousands of other people as we optimize our life and become the greatest version of ourselves, and ultimately gather all of this wisdom in less time. And Brian's mission is to combine ancient wisdom with modern science. And I think isn't that so beautiful and really in parallel with what we do here at Muscle Intelligence. Head over to optimize.me slash muscle, use the code muscle10 and I'll let you guys back to this episode. I hope you love it, I hope you have a great day. Don't forget to check out Optimize. Nobody has to remind me to do. I pick up books. I mean, if you can see my shelf over my left shoulder, it's comical, right? Like I have hundreds on hundreds of books and many of which I haven't read, but I pick them up at the moment. I'm like, I'm inspired to read it. And there's certain genres that I always find myself coming back to, like certain things that I always pick up on business is one of them. Um, self-development, leadership, Buddhism, all these things are very recent or I mean, maybe not recent, but things that I've always wanted to, to read, spirituality. Um, and I just spontaneously do those. Nobody has to remind me to do it. If I have five minutes of spare time, I'm going to read a book. I'm probably going to exercise. Uh, I'm probably going to do something that moves my body and builds my mind. Those are my, probably in my family, ultimately when I'm with my family, um, those are my three biggest values. And those show evidence of being real in my life. And I want each of one, each and every one of you, as you explore this desire to find inspired living, to become the most inspired version of yourself, get real with yourself and say, am I actually living in my value system or am I subordinating my needs and wants to live in somebody else's value system? It's really hard, isn't it, to, or maybe not, to uh, acknowledge that you deserve to live your highest and best. You don't need to live in somebody else's values, including your spouse, including your significant other, including your parents, including your siblings, including your friends, right? Fitting in with other people is a big part of life. However, what tends to happen is when you start to live in your own value system, when you start to do what you love, the people who you love will find you, right? And I think it's hard to go, well, gosh, I'm going to be alone for a while. And it's almost, it, for me, it felt instantaneous. It's like as soon as I started being real with myself and I started being honest about who I am at my soul, these people started appearing. They were just this amazing, miraculous human beings. And I was like, God, you're awesome. You're like, I'm so grateful for you in my life. And I'm building this network of like, just world-class exceptional human beings because to me that's my that they feel that way to me and they may not feel that way to anyone else but to me it's like god these people are so in alignment with who i am and who how i feel i want to live we have parallel values and we, we help each other we lift each other up those are my values and i'm finding people all over the world that live in that value system and that's so empowering to me like i and i, I call it um it's my family. I literally call these people my family. I feel like I, for the first time in my life, 
found a family that that accepts me and loves me for who I am. And it's so empowering to me because now I feel even more inspired that I can live at my highest and best because nobody's judging me. Nobody's saying, why are you doing that? And I'm like, because I don't fucking want to, right? I'm doing what I want to do at my soul's purpose. And everyone around me loves it. And they're cheering me on. They're celebrating what I'm doing. And now I'm 10 times more inspired than I've ever been to get more done, to wake up early, to get shit done every day that allows me to ultimately inspire more people. And that is the overarching message here. As soon as you start to accept the fact that it's going to be hard, but you got to do it anyways, those people will show up for you and their family. And, it, and, and the way that I explain it, it feels like home. And if you've ever been someone who never really felt like you had a home, which is me, I never felt like anyone ever accepted or loved me for who I am. But it wasn't their fault. It was because that was who I was putting out. Right? If I'm putting something out other than who I am, that person, I'm not even giving them an opportunity to love me. They can't because they're loving what I'm putting forward. And then I feel like, oh gosh, they're not going to love me for who I am because they can't. You're not even giving them an opportunity. So if I can be me, just be me and, and, and completely real and everything that I am, I hope the people around me will start to love me. And if they can't, that's okay because that's not their fault. That's not my fault. We're just not meant to be in each other's lives. And that can be painful that's okay. You just accept it and you go, wow, now I can find people who actually resonate and vibrate with my soul, my soul brothers, my soul sisters, right? And these are, this is real. And I never believed this shit was real in the past. Like, this is ridiculous. But when you feel it, you're like, oh, like this human actually resonates with me. And, and there's like a, it's like a tractor beam from your heart pulling you to them. It's like, oh, I legitimately love this person more than I've loved anyone in my life. And this is just friends. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful feeling. Um, so that's what I suggest each and every one of you hope to embody in your life. Um, and if, as I say, this is sometimes a little bit um, obscure. So if there's, an, if there's a, desire to, a desire to go back and listen again, do so. If there's a desire to ask some questions, reach out on Instagram through the Muslim Intelligence Podcast and ask. And because I'd love to help. I'd love to be part of your journey and growth. And I think my purpose being on this earth is to take the people who think I'm in some way cool and help you to <laughs> help you to um, live your greatest life. Because as I said, since we started this podcast, whatever your greatest life is to you is what it is to you. I'm not going to judge that. I don't care what you want to do. You're here to live your soul's purpose, find your bliss and live it. And I'm not going to judge that. I'm just going to help you find it in any way that I can. And if I can't, I'll do my best to direct you to someone who can. And that becomes the, the mission and the purpose of this podcast is to find people who can help you find your soul's purpose. Uh, and whether that be through exercise or through health or longevity, all those things are just contributing to the duration of time that either one, you have to find your purpose or two, you get to live your purpose. That's it, right? And, and I'm glad we went down the path of purpose on today's call because there's so many other things that people really want. I think it all has to come down to purpose. We're all looking for happiness, right? We're looking for confidence. We're looking for fulfillment. We're looking for inspiration. We're looking for whatever, you name it, the list is long. It seems as though all of those seem to resonate with living in alignment with your soul, don't they? If we really want to be happy, you can't be happy when you're living in someone else's values. You can't be fulfilled. All these things you think are going to bring you satisfaction and significance. Don't. Money, muscle. I lived it. I have it. None of them do anything for you. I promise. Until you start to realize, I just have to be honest with who I am, with myself, and with everyone around me. That's really hard. So look for the things that you maybe tell little white lies about. Look for the things that maybe hide from other people. And go, why? What is it about that that I can't accept? And as soon as you make the conscious decision to accept it, 
you will feel so incredibly empowered and you'll feel this, this home frequency, right? Like this warm blanket of like, ah, I accept myself. I love myself. And ultimately it all comes down to living in centeredness, living in love and not allowing yourself to live out of alignment with who you are at your soul. So how much was this about muscle? <laughs> I'm joking. Not a lot of, of chat about muscle, but here's the thing, guys. I spent 20 years of my life building this armor that only prevented me from letting people in. I was so fearful and so inadequate in myself that I thought I had to build armor because people were put around me to hurt me. And that was my belief. And that's just not true. The reality is the people who are around me just weren't willing to accept, weren't capable of accepting who I am at my soul and that's okay. And so the armor I built was wonderful and it served me and allowed me to, to be strong and confident, false confidence maybe. Um, but now I'm able to shed it. And now instead of needing to build muscle, I want to build muscle because I love it. I think muscle is this amazing battleground for training my body, for training my mind, for allowing my body to show up for me every day with the strength and resilience and, and uh, endurance to do everything I want to do in life, right? Life's an adventure. I want my body and my mind to show up for me at its highest and best every single day. I want to give a special shout out to our show sponsor, Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com for hooking us up with the best quality blue blockers. I'm wearing these spiffy pair right now. I believe these are called the Smith. Um, I like these. There's a bunch of them I like. If you guys see me behind, I got a bunch of, uh, got a bunch of them on the wall right there. And they, they hooked me up and I've got uh, a bunch of different pairs that I wear in different scenarios. And I always wear them when I'm sitting at my computer, particularly I wear these clear ones because if you ever watch me when I don't wear them, I sit here and I blink incessantly because the blue lights are so strong from the computer that my eyes become weak and when I do wear the blue blocks my eyes are completely fine and strong I don't want to strain my eyes my eyes matter you know, Dr. Huberman is a brilliant gift to this world on Instagram if you don't already follow him he talks a lot about how the eyes are just an outpush of the brain there's a part of your brain that's outside of the, the skull and uh, it's so interesting to realize that uh, you know the, the number of things that our brain are perceiving in every moment that literally determines the function and optimization of every system in your body is just miraculous. And he does such an incredible job of simplifying complex topics. Um, I'd love to give him a shout out. Head over to follow him on Instagram. And he just started a new podcast called Huberman Lab, which I think every human should subscribe to and listen to. So shout out to Dr. Andrew Huberman. And just to wrap up, a shout out to our sponsor, Blue Blocks. Use the code MUSCLE to get 15% off and they ship around the world um, free of charge. You guys can also get um, sleep a mask, which I love. I think I told you my kids stole them. They sent me another one and my daughter stole it, little butters. But I always take them when I travel because I, you know, if you're sleeping on a plane or if you're um, going into a different time zone, it's important that you guys don't just set your circadian rhythm and any light into your eyes can really affect the quality of sleep and melatonin production. Um, they've also got some other cool things coming out now, like a red light, infrared light, a little travel side red light, which I have and I love. So thank you to Blue Box for making this podcast possible. And thank you to making for, for making this podcast possible. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful for your time and your ear. If you enjoy this type of stuff, thank you. Uh, just allowing me to express who I am at my soul. And hopefully it inspires you to do the same. Have an amazing day, ladies and gents. Live your greatest life in a body of Thank you so much for tuning into Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. 
This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Bikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.